Are you hungry to learn more about the Bible? We are told in Ephesians 6.11 to put on the full armor of God. Part of that armor is God's Word. Through book-by-book conversations, we will learn and become wholly equipped followers of Jesus. I am your host, Melina, a school teacher and seminary student, and I will walk with you as I learn too. So let's open up the Bible and let's chat about it. This is the Holy Equipped Podcast. Have you ever done something you thought would be good, but then it ended up being the complete opposite? Well, that is what we're going to talk about today with today's scripture focus continuing on in the book of Genesis. So today's reading in today's podcast episode um, is going to be from actually chapter three. And I actually picked chapter three, verse six. That stuck out to me as I was reading through. However, uh, I really think it's verses three through six that kind of will tie in more together um, for the focus. I'll start off by reading the focus verse, and then I'll read the whole passage around it. So the focus verse, this is in verse six. It says, the woman, being Eve, was convinced She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, Adam, and he ate it too. All right. That was verse six. We all know this famous story. Adam and Eve eat the apple. They fall from grace. And all of a sudden now the world is horrible. (laughs) Um, But the passage that this goes around. Um, I wanted to back up starting in verse three. And this is where Eve is speaking and she quotes what God told her not to do. So it starts like this. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Now on to verse 6 that I mentioned before. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. How could it be so bad? And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. It continues after that to say, at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. All right. So that definitely took a turn for the worse. And like I said, we all know the story, so no surprise there. But uh, this is a verse that stuck out to me for today's episode around this topic. um, Well, really, the message that I was kind of feeling from this as I was reading was kind of this idea. of how things in our life can look good or even sound good. And maybe they actually are good, but they're not God's best for us. And sometimes um, because we can make the choices, of course, we can never thwart God's plans for us, but sometimes we make the choices that end up taking us on a lovely, not so lovely detour um, that teaches us 
a lot of lessons because God can make good out of the bad and the lessons that we learn actually make us better. So like I said, we can't ruin his plans. But anyway, it still brings us to the whole thing that there are some things. It's not like it's it's this gray area that not everything that's bad for you is going to be bad or seem like a bad thing. It might seem like a good thing or a great thing even. Um, but we might make the decision on our own accord versus making the decision when we ask God to help us make that decision instead of just kind of jumping on it. Um, this kind of brings me to just a lot of experiences in my own life. And probably you've had a lot of experiences like this as well. And, you know, maybe your experience and mine, there aren't, they aren't as detrimental as the fall of mankind, but they are pretty significant in the fact that they can bring shame into our life and shame only opens the doors for lies and the enemy wants us to believe those lies so that we never, ever, ever achieve the, what, like the things that God wants us to achieve for his glory and for others. Eve, she knew that she was not supposed to eat from the tree because she even quotes it, that God told them not to eat from that tree. But when she's approached by Satan or the serpent, he surely brings up the case that it can't really be that bad now, can it? He does say, you won't die. You're going to be like God if you eat it. You'll know both good and evil. See, that's not so bad, right? Like, why wouldn't God want me to have that? You're right. I will eat from that tree. Now, what happens is, maybe it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing, but God told her that to, to not eat from that tree. I, I, You know, that would you would think that's enough. That's enough to be like, I'm not to, and I won't, but it looked good. It did not seem like it would be so bad. And what happened was it was her own fleshly desires, her own motive and reasoning to decide to eat the fruit from that tree. And that's what we have going on in our own lives. We have to look at our own motives behind the things that look good in this world that might be good for us, but might not be what God wants for us. We're sinful by nature. And thank you to Adam and Eve for that. We are man in a flesh living fallen world. So what would our motives be? Probably just survival, probably just fleshly desires, things just to live. And it could be a good intention, whatever it is that we want to do and all that, that we think is good for us. But the motivation behind it could be greed, pride, fear, any number of things that causes us to choose that or to go down a certain path that looks quote unquote good. If it seems good, then it must be good, right? 
Okay, I have a story for this. And uh, well, I have many stories for this, but I think I'm going to pick one from my lovely naive time of when I was 17 and a baby Christian, like just said yes to Jesus. And uh, I I was in high school, I was dating someone for three years. And um, it was not a good relationship at all. Um, my boyfriend pretty much acted like I didn't exist. So a lot of people thought I didn't even have a boyfriend. So there's that. Um, but uh, we had actually broken up after graduation. And uh, of course, I was heartbroken. Um, he was my first boyfriend ever. And so, you know, that's just how that goes <laughs> when you're young shy girl. Um, but I was also at a time in my life when I was learning about who God was for the first time. I didn't grow up in the church or uh, going to church and my family didn't really instill any of those Bible things in me at all. So I knew nothing. And so I was just learning and learning about who he was, what his promises were for me. And I also had a lovely woman who was not only my flute teacher, but she was also my mentor. She's the one who helped me come to know Jesus. And she not only would do my flute lesson, but before or after my flute lesson, she would also do Bible studies with me so that I can learn more about God. And we would spend countless hours just uh, at the end of the school year and even throughout the summer um, just talking about what God's best is for me because she knew I, you know, I'm a young girl, a teenager who just gotten through a breakup and that I was just about to go to college out of state and being a newly saved girl probably would make me pretty vulnerable to all of the new things I was going to experience in life. So great topic, right? To talk about with a young teenage girl in that position, what God's best is for you. And I remember she had me write down a list of all of the things I ever dreamed of for like my dream man in my life. And she told me to put it in my Bible and to pray about the list and all of the items on the list that I would one day find a man like that. And uh, so I, I remember doing that. I still have that list to this day, but I remember one of the big things I put on the list, and I think I put it on there more than once, was that he was not only a Christian by name. Like he wouldn't just say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I wanted a, a guy who went to church, who was active in the church, who actually had a relationship with God and wanted to grow in his faith. Well, I went away to college Um, and I fell in love with a boy while I was away who would later be my ex-husband eight years later, but you know, that's beside the point until I get to that point. (laughs) But anyway, when I came back home and I went to visit my mentor, we spent some time catching up and I told her about this boy and how good he was. He was good to me. He was funny. He was cute. He was all the things to make any young girl get giddy and excited. And, um, I was happy. (laughs) So, um, I thought that she would be happy for me too, but she definitely brought me back down to earth when she asked me a very important question, which clearly, um, blew me away because I'm remembering the story even to this day. But she asked me point blank, 
is he a Christian? And I knew what she meant when she asked that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not stupid. At the, you know, like I know what she's asking, but I only knew on the surface that he called himself a Christian because he says he is. And you know, no, he doesn't go to church, but his family is devout Catholic. They go all the time. They go to mass and all those big services. So he just does ch- church different than me. But hey, yeah, he's a Christian and he's nice. And I can tell you that deep down in my gut, I knew she was right. But I think I thought that he looked good on paper. Um, and because it was a much better situation than when I was in before with my previous boyfriend, um, I guess I thought that maybe he could change. You know, we were young kids. We were teenagers basically still. And I guess I thought that he would just grow up to be um that man one day that maybe, oh, well, he'll go to church with me and then maybe he'll come to get close with God like I am. Um, but uh, that was not the case. He was so far away from from being a Christian than I could have expected in that relationship, um, especially by the end of our relationship. Uh, He never had a personal relationship with God when we were together. I couldn't presume to say where he stands now. Um, I I pray he's in a closer space than before when we were together. But um, yeah, I couldn't say I'm not going to make any claims for now um, because it's been many years (laughs) since then. Um, So, but that's, that's not my point. My point is that I prayed for a good guy and I got one. He made me happy and he loved me. Isn't that good? Like, what's wrong with that? Why wouldn't God want me to have that? Oh, boy. Well, truth is, God does want me to have that. He did want me to have that. He does want me to have that. And I can see the proof of that now today because of the wonderful godly man that I'm married to now. But that's, I didn't know that back then. The truth was that back then, as a little 18-year-old me, I wasn't patient enough to wait on God's perfect timing or trusting enough or faithful enough. I think I also just didn't know enough about the Christian walk, um, what that looks like. I was motivated by fear of being alone, rejection. I was embarrassed when she called me out on it and I knew she was right. And to this day, I remember kind of candy coating the whole thing with my response um, just to appease her, you know, as if I needed to appease her. It was not even the reason why she asked. But she was merely just doing what any good mentor would do and was trying to guide me in the right direction, knowing that that wasn't necessarily what I desired and not what God would desire for me. And I remember driving away from that conversation with a pit in my stomach because I knew she was right. Little did I know what would come to my life in the years to come after that. Turned out she was right. I should not have settled. Now, again, God can make good out of the bad. You can never wreck God's plans. And You can fast forward and see me on the other side of that. That was 18-year-old me who went on to marry that boy. Um, Eight years later, we got divorced. And um, eight years since I was 18, we got divorced. And um, 
now here I am married again and with my own little child and definitely complete opposite than where I ever would have thought. It's beyond my imagination of where I would have thought I could have been in my life. I wouldn't trade it for the world when I went on to move on to the thing that I thought was good for me that really wasn't. But it still behooves us to be alert and aware that even though we can't wreck God's plans, doesn't mean that we should just go about and frivolously just make the decisions to be like, well, that's okay. God will fix it. Um, we should be mindful and aware because we want to, because we would want to have what God would want for us. He knows what's best. And boy, I can tell you, I, it's such a gift to look now in my life and think, man, this is beyond what I could have imagined for myself. If 18 year old Melina could have known it would have blown her mind, but I couldn't have known. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, So we couldn't, we can't harp on what we don't know and everything, but knowing that God could potentially have better, even if something looks good, um, would be good for us to at least take a pause, to at least give it to God and to at least ask God in a decision to help us with the decision and to guide us and to even give us the strength to make the choice to choose the thing that we know he would want, even when it's not what we want in that moment. Because sometimes it'll just hurt to make that choice against what you really want to do in the moment. So that's just kind of my example. Um, going through kind of looked good, but isn't really that great for me. <laughs> um, but all in all, it really just comes down to, you know, Eve knew that God told her not to, or she would die. And the serpent wasn't wrong in saying, you're not going to die. But what they had to lose, they might as well have died because they did. They ended up garnering a separation from God that could never be repaired, not without a cost. Jesus Christ as that cost. And so she 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 kind of ruined it now did she though i don't know we can get deep into that kind of conversation if we're like yeah but then we have salvation now and we can be close to god and well you know i don't know basically god knows more than we do obviously he's the creator of it all he made it all you know he may have better for us i'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing and he needs us to trust him, to wait, to obey. Whatever the reason um, that we have to make certain decisions, whatever mistakes that we have made, though, um, just know that God still loves us. He loves us to know to make good out of bad even. Even when Adam and Eve fell, God still took care to clothe them when they felt the shame in their nakedness. So he isn't just out to be like, oh, forget it. Forget y'all. He still knew in the back of his mind or all along, he was going to send his son to save us. So let God clothe you in his love. No matter the crazy decisions that you did that you think messed everything up, let him clothe you in his love. And on 
this side of heaven, when we're making those mistakes, we can be clothed and reassured in that. And if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have already done it or have yet to do it, know that in doing so, all of our sins, all of the shame, all of the regret, they are all redeemed when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So I pray that this episode has encouraged you if you ever feel like you maybe made the wrong choice in something, if you're currently going through that right now, um, or if you're still feeling guilt and shame for any kind of decision you made in the past um, when you were fooled to think something was good, but it really wasn't. God will make things good. He can make all things new for us. All right, that concludes today's episode, and I will be back again next week as we continue on in our reading in the book of Genesis. If you are interested in being a co-host with me to have a conversation or maybe even share your story on whatever topic we happen to decide to talk about, um, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram at Oki Molina. You can find that in my show notes. If you are enjoying this series on this podcast, definitely leave a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you are listening to this podcast on. And I will be in your ears next week with some more Genesis. <laughs>